Hi, everyone, and welcome to In the Red Zone, the NFL podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. You can find us on X at Total Sports underscore 247. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well. Lastly, we do have a Substack weekendweekout.substack.com. That newsletter is going through some changes right now. So be on the lookout for updates on X for those changes as they're coming in the next few weeks. On today's show, we are covering the final weekend in the NFL. And when I say we, I know I use we a lot, but this time I mean that we have a guest. Fred Dinger23 is back by popular demand fred dinger two three want to say hello to the audience hey everyone hope you had a good holidays uh ready for week 18 lots of scenarios out there so excited to get into them there's a lot to talk about and the games that do mean a lot games that don't mean a lot we're going to cover most of the games this weekend we're going to go in chronological order we have some plays for you and we have some props for you so Let's get right into it. The games start tomorrow. The first set of games are Pittsburgh at Baltimore at 4.30 and Houston at Indy at 8.15. So, Craig, do you have any plays on either one of these two games to kick off the final weekend of the NFL season? Yeah, I have a, I have a couple of plays. I have one on the game for Pittsburgh at Baltimore. I'm going to go with the under. And I found 35 as it sits right now on MGM. That's at minus 110. The last five games between these two teams, 27, 29, 30, 29, and 39. Those are, you know, the last five totals. Mm -hmm. And we're getting no Lamar Jackson. A lot of the Baltimore offense will be resting. Yep. Pittsburgh has something to play for, but they need a win and they need help. So, I think it's going to be the same kind of scenario, the same kind of Pittsburgh, Baltimore type game. And I'm going with the under. I like that. I like that stat of the last five games. I wasn't aware of that. It feels like sometimes when you look at matchups like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, you're like, oh, let's go under. But then when you look at it, it truly, the stats back it up. Right. Um, I have a play for this one too. And I was, I, I changed it. I was initially going to go with, Tyler Huntley, anytime touchdown score, with the logic being they want to see if he can run this offense in the way that Lamar runs this offense in the instance that Lamar gets tripped up in the playoffs. Like if he gets hurt and Huntley has to come in, they want to be sure that Huntley has some reps under his belt with the current offense, not just be, uh, you know, not just take. Uh, Jackson's place in the offense just to get through a game. That was a little bit of my logic, but I flipped (laughs) at the end and I went with anytime touchdown score, Isaiah likely at plus three eighty. I, (laughs) I think he might be more likely to get a touchdown versus Huntley because when Huntley played last year, Mike Andrews was his favorite target. And I imagine that while they'll want him to run the offense in the way that Lamar does, they don't want him to make a ton of mistakes either. And 
Andrews was his safety valve, I think likely takes that same position in this game. And I think there's a good chance that if Baltimore is able to get in the end zone, especially through the air, that likely is going to be that target. So that's my first play. Anytime touchdown score, I say likely a plus 380. Okay, let's go into the one o'clock games. We've got... So I have Six. another, I do have another play on that Saturday. Oh, I forgot about the other Saturday game. Sorry. I actually have a play on that Saturday game too. Sorry about that. Yes. Houston okay. Indy. Go ahead. Go ahead. So no gameplay for me, but there, it is a winner. Winner gets in matchup. So expect it to be a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, divisional contest. I, and I, and that being said, I like Devin Singletary over mm-hmm. 63 and a half rushing yards. That's at minus 115 on DraftKings. So the NDD ranked 30th against the position, and that's a fantasy number. Yeah. Um, and he's gone over that mark five out of eight games, the last eight games. So <laughs> he's now the, the workhorse back there. Indy's not good against the run. Houston is playing to win this game. Indy is as well, but Indy's been playing hard to win all their games. They're still not good against the run. So yeah. Yeah. that's my play here in this one. And uh, I don't know what what do you have? Do you have a gameplay? Um, I have a prop play, and uh, right before we get to that, also with Houston, they're still a little shorthanded on offense overall, right? I Is... think. Well, they they Dell will not be back, but they Del. do have right. But they have uh, Nico healthy? Collins is back and. I'm not sure about Noah Brown. He left last week's game. Right, That's what I was thinking of. I'm not sure about Noah Brown either. Let's see if we can find this quick. So if he's not playing, that would, to me, amplify the Singletary play, right? Right. Because they would, let's see. Noah Brown is ruled out. Yes, he is out. So that leads my mind to Dalton Schultz, who I've also seen out there and something we haven't mentioned yet for incentives. I think Uh four, four catches triggers him a bonus. Six catches triggers him another bonus. So that... That I don't want to just play incentives, but if he's right. going to be the second option, then you know, with that being said, that that could be something else for folks to look at. Dalton Schultz because of his receiving incentives, his catches, yeah, number of catches, I believe, is um, the the one that's out there. Okay, great. Okay, so. My play for this game is Josh Downs over 50 receiving yards at plus 150. It's an alternate line. Um, I think Minshew is going to go to him a lot. I think that uh, Downs is a volume type of receiver, and uh, I I think he's going to get his looks in this game, and I think that the Colts are going to be uh, very aggressive on offense. I think they're going to play very quickly and uh, use a lot of weapons. I think Zach Moss will get some looks in this game. Uh, I think that Downs is going to be the guy on offense for the Colts. And um, I see him. So that's not, that's an alternate line, right? It's not even what is the, I guess you would call the standard line over on DraftKings. He is at 39 and a half at minus 130. Go ahead and play that if you want. Those lines are fine. But I just like, I like the opportunity for volume with Downs here. So I'm bumping it up. It's actually at 155 right now. So Josh Downs. 50 plus receiving yards at 155 is my play for this game. Okay, now let's look at the Sunday game. So we have six games at one o'clock. It's the Jets at the Patriots. 
Tampa at Carolina, Jacksonville at Tennessee, Minnesota at Detroit, Atlanta at New Orleans, and then Cleveland at Cincinnati. Craig, where do you want to start with that early slate? We can start with, if it's all right with you, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Yes, let's do it. So I have no gameplay. I think you know, Jacksonville wins, right? They win the division. That's right. Yep. And I, what I've heard out of Tennessee, and you've probably seen the Vrabel interviews, they're not quitting. So they're going to play no. hard. They're at home. Um, he doesn't like losing. Uh, most teams, you read that they want to go in the offseason feeling pretty good about themselves. So I think it's going to be a tightly contested game. Now, we don't know who the quarterbacks are yet. So that makes it tough. And I, the other, so the one lean I have in props is to look at DeAndre Hopkins. Um, that we did again, this incentive conversation is, um, is out there. Now he needs 49 yards for $1 million. Okay. I don't know. I have not seen his prop yet. They're not listed, but that's something for folks to keep an eye on. If it's somewhere around, if it's in the forties, if it's in the mid fifties, something to keep an eye on for DeAndre Hopkins. And that's what I have on this one. So you would look at that up to say the mid fifties for a play. I think so. Okay. Um, for the exact reasons that you mentioned with Vrabel and Levis, I'm going with Tennessee at plus three and a half on this one. I think that they are going to play hard. I don't know who's playing for Jacksonville. And quite honestly, I don't know that they're that good anyway. I, I, I really think that they're going the Tennessee really is going to want to win this game and they're going to mobilize around whoever is at quarterback, be it Levis or Tannehill. But I cannot imagine that Levis is not going to give it a go in this game. He was at least a limited participant in practice this week. I think he's going to start. And if it comes to the point where he can't give it a go anymore, then they'll go with Tannehill. But I'm kind of all in on Tennessee at plus three and a half in this, especially with that half point. Um, I think they could outright win. And I, I, I think that idea of momentum going into the next season, this is a little bit of a lost season for Tennessee, but it's not like it's a lost franchise, right? They could easily bounce back next year and win this division again. So uh, that's one of my favorite plays of the week is Tennessee plus three and a half. Okay. Where to next on this one o'clock slate? Tampa Bay, Carolina. Okay. What do we got? So I have no gameplay. Um, knowing again, another division winner, right? They win, they win the yeah. division, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. There is some questions around Baker starting, but it looks like he's gonna go. It's sore ribs. And I like uh-huh. Two plays, prop plays in this game. I like Baker Mayfield over one and a half touchdowns. That's at plus 114 at DraftKings. That gets them to 30 touchdowns on the year. Uh, They've been been playing well last week, you know, except for last week at home. Bit of an aberration, right? Yeah, I think think a lot of people thought they would have that division sealed up last week. Yeah, true. New Orleans has historically played them tough. Even when Brady was there, they they always played the Brady team, Tampa Bay teams tough. So it it just could, again, division common foe, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of known there. And then I I do like Mike Evans over 61 and a half receiving yards. And that's minus 110 at DK. We we go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We talked that he's, you know, he, Evans has better games at home, but his last home, his last home game against Carolina was one of his best, um, well over 100 yards. So I, I do think that that 
he'll be a go-to target for Baker on Sunday. So, okay, hold this up for one second. So you've got Baker over one and a half touchdowns and Evans over 61 and a half receiving yards. Looking at, and again, I'm just defaulting to DraftKings. Looking at DraftKings right now, Evans is an anytime touchdown score at minus 105. Would you like that as well? Or are you thinking of maybe just passing on that and not going like all the way in on Evans and Mayfield? No, I've been going all the way in uh, with uh, <laughs> with the Tutty Times with Mike <laughs> Evans. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I, I may go there again. It's just been, you know, again, last time against Carolina, seven catches, 162 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He has four touchdowns in his last five weeks. So I it, it's been, the connection's been working. Last week was an off week for him. Only four targets, three catches, 70 yards. But still... 70 yards against New Orleans, again, a tough D that plays them well. So I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that as well. That anytime touchdown. Anytime. Okay. I have no plays on this one. I don't believe. No, I do not. So where would you like to go next on the board? Go to a gameplay here I have Atlanta at New Orleans. Okay. I do uh, like the under here. And it's right now I'm seeing it 42 and a half on FanDuel okay. minus 118. Uh-huh. A lot of other spots in Massachusetts, it's at 42 already. Yes. But I like that extra extra half point. Both teams technically still in the bubble. Division yep. matchup. We just talked about the New Orleans D. I think the Atlanta D has been, been a little bit underrated. Okay. And so I, I do like both the defenses in this spot. I certainly rather rather take my shot on that under than with either of the offenses. Yeah. Right. I do or, think right. Go ahead. That meaning, you know, I don't I don't believe in the Atlanta offense. They haven't figured it out yet with their three three studs they have out there. No, um, they, we've talked about that. Yeah. How they're just I don't know, they're underutilizing their best weapons. Like yep. and that and that's an understatement, right? Correct. And New Orleans, similar. I I, I think Carr will get some yards, and they 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 will have some points. But the forty two and a half, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Saints minus three here. I I do like their offense better than Atlanta's. the The issue with New Orleans's offense is that it's a little bit unpredictable in that you don't know who they're going to go to all the time. Like Olave's like kind of the guy. Right. But you've got Kamara who fades in and out. All of a sudden they're playing Jamal Williams like more. Taysom Hill, of course, is the ultimate wild card. Juwan Johnson all of a sudden has started to play well. Like you don't really know what they're going to do. But I think across the board, they are talented. And I think they're uh, talented enough to beat up on Atlanta to the point where they can cover this three. I agree. Okay, I don't have any props in this game. Is there anything else in the one o'clock slate that you wanted to touch upon? You have the Jets and the Patriots, right? Right. I have a play, I have a gameplay there, and I believe that's my last one in the one o'clock slate. Okay. And what do we got? I do like um, the Patriots at minus one and a half. That's on FanDuel minus one ten right now. Okay. I believe there are some spots where it's at two already. Yeah, it's, and on DraftKings, it's at two and a half. Yeah, so it's climbing. I, I wouldn't be surprised at if saying that, that it goes to three on DraftKings. But so the one and a half, 
Seems like good value on FanDuel at this point. Yeah. I like the spot. I, I like the the defense at home. It's going to be a weather game. And I do, you know, the story, the Belichick story, whether we don't know what's going to happen. There's been a lot of talk, a lot of rumors, but I do think guys are going to get up to play for him in his potentially his final game as a as a New England head coach. Okay. What do you think about the the weather in this game? Are you are you prepared for the weather that's coming our way? I got a couple of big yellow shovels ready to go, Hayes, and yeah. uh, it's supposed to be the wet stuff. And yes, it is. It's, it's like pretty frustrating. The goal is to 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 shove that around and throw it around before one o'clock red zone. That's the goal. Okay, I think you'll have plenty of time to do that. We're supposed to get it overnight and like through the morning, right? Right. So you're gonna throw some snow around and then call it in the afternoon you know gather my thoughts for the you know the last day of hansen and um until the fall <laughs> that's true that's a good point i hadn't really thought about that that he's not around for the playoffs oh that's that's kind of a bummer i know so tune in <laughs> well now i'm going to um i don't have a play in this game i'm not really sure like what to make of this game i do have a play in Minnesota Detroit that's one of the final two games neither one of us has a play in Cleveland Cincinnati so I'll just put that out there now Minnesota and Detroit I do like Sam Laporta anytime touchdown at plus 155 I think both of these offenses are going to go up and down mostly because Detroit can kind of dictate how this game goes both on offense with the way they play offense and on defense with the way they play defense I think that Minnesota will be able to score in this game despite their you know banged up offensive situation but I think that with um Detroit I just I think they're gonna I don't know I'm like I'm like pretty confident that they're going to play really well against this Minnesota defense and you know you know Laporta I think he's going to end the season on a right note so I'm gonna go with plus 155 for Sam Laporta anytime touchdown yeah and currently Dan Campbell's saying full throttle right they're they're playing everybody. Yes, that is my understanding. And like, is that surprising? No. Like, no. <laughs> that's no, like his, it, that's like his 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 thing, right? His uh, just his 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 vibe is all in all the time. Yeah, he he's very black and white, right? So yeah. he's gonna go for two. He's going for two. Doesn't yes. matter. It does not matter what happens. What circus happens out there? He'll go for it time and time again because he told his offense he's going yeah. for two. Yeah. So if he tells his players they're playing. I expect yeah. him to play unless you get in a situation where it's 31 to 10 and going into the fourth. Right. So you could, you know, yeah. it could be, could be, we haven't talked about that yet either that, you know, these teams that get up big this week or the teams that actually have nothing to play for, like uh, Tennessee, they may go for it on fourth and 10 from the 50. Absolutely. So it's a very unpredictable week in that regard. Yes. Um, so that's all. I think that makes it a little bit more challenging for betting on my myself personally. I think it makes it more challenging betting on the spread versus either the total or props. That's that's how I look at it. I don't know if you have a, a feeling as to what is more challenging in this week to bet. But to me, it's the it's the even though my three game plays are on the spread, I think that's the hardest one to gauge out of all the all the bets. It's just it's uh it's more difficult to get concrete information. Totally. There's a there's a lot more gray area out there. That's why you don't even see a lot of props listed yet. Yeah. 
It's like college football injury reports when you have the, you don't even know who's playing until yeah, the beginning right. of the game. Exactly. So it's it's just there's a lot of unknown, and so we're trying to just give give people what what we've heard, what we've read, what we know going into the games. So let's segue into these later games. There's seven in this four, what I'll call the four o'clock window. It's Bears, Packers, Eagles, Giants, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cowboys, Commanders, Broncos, Raiders, Rams, 49ers, and Chiefs and Chargers. This is a ton in the four o'clock slate. So where would you like to start in this slate? I have a gameplay in the first game you mentioned, Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago at Green Bay. Okay, I have nothing in this game, so let's hear it. So I like the over 45 here. It's on FanDuel, minus 110. I think both offenses have been clicking. I don't think Chicago's going to lay down. This is historic, a historic matchup, division, rival. Yeah. And I think they're going to do everything they can to knock Green Bay out of the playoffs. So I and Green Bay's been clicking. So they've been Jordan Love's been playing great. He has been. And I I so I think it's going to be competitive up and down game. Um, I have the one thing I did not look at is the weather. I'm not sure if you have, but I do. I do like the over 45 here. I thought it should be closer to 47 and a half, 48. Looks like a little bit of snow potentially. Oh no, Sunday, sunny and 36 in Green Bay. So that's. Perfect for the over. That's like a spring day. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Okay. I like that call. I like that call on the over. I think, you know, Chicago's kind of hit and miss on their offense, um, but I think they could hit big time in this game. I could see that for sure. Okay. Uh, again, I don't have anything in this game. So where do you want to go next? I have a, a gameplay on Denver at the Las Vegas Raiders. So. Okay. I have the Raiders minus two and a half. And that's kind of, you got to pay for this one on FanDuel. It's minus 120. So everywhere else is already at three. Yep. I think that this just, we talked, I think one of our first, the first episode in like sort of the leadership. Yeah. And we talked at that point, it was um, the Chargers and the Raiders. And I still like the Raiders in this position. I -hmm. don't know. How Denver's locker room is, Wilson's benched. Um, I, I, we do know we're hearing from Devontae Adams that the, they want to play for Pierce. They want him to be the head coach. I think he's four and four. It'd be great to get him five and four. Yeah. They're at home. I, I, I just think this, this Vegas team is going to play harder on Sunday and they're, 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 t- they're more together than the Denver locker room. And I think with Vegas, too. Like if Adams is saying something, you and he's putting that out there, in my mind, that's representative of the team. He's right. like that spokes. Like if he says it, there aren't people on the team who don't believe it. Like he's putting that out there because that's what the team thinks. I think. Yeah. yeah. He's a locker room leader. He's offensive leader. So that's that's what I'm going with here. I, I and they played they all their games have been they've been playing well under Pierce. So yeah. I like that and this, spot. And this Denver franchise versus like Tennessee that we were talking about earlier, right? Like, like they're, they're both like kind of like nothing to play for, like middling AFC teams, but the trajectory is night and day. Right. Okay. I don't have anything here. Um, I've got, I only have two games to focus on. 
So let's go to one of the games that I have two plays on. It is the Giants and the Eagles. Now, this game is in Jersey. This is going to be a messy game because they're getting weather just like we are. It might be a little bit warmer, so it could be a mix, sleet, or straight-out rain. going to be windy. This game, I like the Giants plus 5.5. I think that number is too big. I think that the Eagles are oddly in a weird mental state right now. A.J. Brown is saying things that are just questionable in the media. Um, I also have Tyrod Taylor anytime touchdown at plus 400. I think that they could go to him in goal-to-go situations. If they get the goal-to-go, I think the Giants are going to want to control the ball as much as they can. I think Taylor is yeah, – he can make mistakes. I, I get that, but – the way he runs in offense is perfect to hold on to the ball because he doesn't really throw the ball deep down the field all that much. He's in the short intermediate running passing game. That's kind of how he operates in offense. That's how he's done it throughout his career. I think they do the same here. I think the Giants really want to win this game against the Eagles. And I don't know that I trust the Eagles collective mindset right now. So I'm going to go with the Giants plus five and a half. And I really like this Tyrod Taylor anytime touchdown at plus 400. I absolutely think they could go to him in a tush-push scenario or if they're in goal to go, maybe even a quarterback draw, spread it out and let him try and um, beat defenders one-on-one in the middle of the field. So that is, those are my two plays for this Giants-Eagles game. Nice. I like those. I, I, I think that something's broken in Philly and whether or not they use this game to correct it, or they go the exact opposite way, and there's been there's a likelihood that guys sit, so yeah. they might just go into the playoffs and um, be content potentially going on the road and uh, trying to fix it, you know, with you know next week, and um, we'll see. Yeah, if they're content, but, that means they're losing. That's yeah, that's, right. that's almost how I look at it. Right, a day ball a day ball team doesn't seem like it's going to lay down, so I like yeah. that pick. Um, thank you. Okay, so I know you do have a prop for the Seattle-Arizona game. Yeah, Seattle-Arizona, uh, 48 is the total here, so projected to be pretty high scoring. Yeah. Seattle Seattle has something to play for, right? They are still on the bubble, uh, per se, and I do think that Metcalf is going to get his yards. I like the over 69 and a half. That's okay. on D- that's on DK at minus one fifteen right now. DK Metcalf over sixty nine and a half. Let me ask you before we move on to our final game, because we each have a play in this Dallas game. Do you think Seattle's any good? Like, what what is your initial like? What is your like overall impression of whether or not Seattle's like a good team? So, see, I, I think their de- people thought their defense was good early and it played yeah. better, and now it it's not playing well. Once and the that, competition I, got better, it's like they like they folded, right? Yeah, that's that's the problem here. And yeah. their offense has playmakers. They yep. when healthy, they have good running backs. Gino, I don't think he's been as good as last year. Agreed. But he's, he's still hundred percent he hasn't been. I don't think he's been completely healthy either. But he's still better than what when before he came to the Seahawks, right? He's still yeah. a, he still can get the job done. It's just a matter of their defense and Arizona just went and beat Philly. So in Philly, so they they had a little extra motivation there with the coaching, but 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think Seattle, if they win here and, and, and somehow, and if green Bay stumbles, then they're going to get in. And I'm not sure that, but I'm not sure that they're not one and done in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe that's how I'm looking at it too. Like I would be surprised if they got in the playoffs and if they do, like my instinct would be to bet against them right away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, we don't have a play on the Rams and Niners. I will say, though, I, I've i got my eye on the Rams moving forward. I just think they're, I don't know. I think they're a dangerous team. Um, Chiefs and Chargers, we don't have a play on that one. So that leaves us with your boys and the Commanders. So what do you got there? So, and this no gameplay here. It's tough to tough to right. call. Uh, it's at 13 and yeah, 47. Yeah. Feels like a lot. Um, yep. But I do, I, I do have Dak under two hundred seventy-eight and a half passing yards on DK. That's at minus one fifteen. Two seventy-eight and a half. Two seventy-eight and a half. The under. Yeah, I fun. think. I think with every with every all the signs pointing towards, you hopefully or hopefully for Dallas they have a lead. Yeah, they're going to the second half potentially able to run the ball, figure out their running game, Dak. All if everything goes well, may not even play the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I just think, and it's supposed to be some weather down there as well. Oh, so okay. That's good. At least they're you know they're practicing for the weather, like wet footballs, cold, frozen footballs. So they're they're practicing for that. And Dallas on the road has not been as explosive outside in the weather. Yeah. It just it could happen if if Washington completely folds and gives up. Yeah. And, you know, he could get that in three quarters, but I'm I'm going with the under here. I think that it will be, you know, it could be a lead, but then they want to control the ball and run the clock and get out of town. How are you feeling about that running game recently? I feel like, like just from an outside observer, it feels like it's getting a little bit better, but maybe you're shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's a lot of first down runs that go for a yard or two, and that's just a rinse repeat from, at least the last two years when Zeke uh-huh. was there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're not scheming well, if they're just not practicing, focusing enough on the run. They love throwing the football, they especially do. especially indoors. And they love work and, they, and it's working and they get CD open and, and get him, you know, in different positions, slot receiver on the outside, end arounds. But Pollard, you know, Wright admitted in an interview that he was not completely healthy coming into the year off the ankle, and he's working his way back. I, I, I don't think it's all on him, but no. I, I, there's something amiss in the running game, and and maybe they could figure it out here a little bit. But uh, I do like Rico Dowdle as a backup. Okay, I, I think he's that there was there was talk of signing Dalvin Cook, and yeah, Dottle's I'm surprised he, he went to Baltimore. Like I was like he's. Right, another back there, right. I, <laughs> like, I do like the teams that have depth at back, like at KC, they have a lot of running backs, right? Yeah. And we Dallas does not. But right. that's the problem. There's no depth. But I would still, if there was a Dalvin Cook in the building, I'd put Dottle ahead of him. I would want Dottle carrying the ball before Dalvin Cook. He hasn't he didn't do too much this year. He hasn't no. been as explosive. So We'll see. They have time to figure it out. I don't. I, I think it could be on the road a downfall for that team if they can't run the football. Do you think that it has been Pollard's ankle most of the year? Do you think that, like, I mean, I hear that, and I feel like it's a hindsight excuse, to be quite frank. 
It could be. It, it's been the blocking. He might be a little less explosive. It's just not the ankle. It's that after the injury, he just isn't as explosive. I see. Uh huh. He's that not. He's not the guy that's gonna. He he needs a partner out there, right? So he needs yeah. maybe he's a 50-50 share guy where the defense gets a little tired and then he comes in in these third or fourth drives and that's where he makes his money instead of being the lead back. But he still is, you know, he's very capable running back. It's just a matter of of the, the team getting it right and maybe giving give him a shot on second and short instead of first and 10 every time. And yeah, yeah. Maybe don't be as predictable. predictable. Exactly. And you've been critical of the offensive line for Dallas. I I think outside observers kind of plug and play Dallas as one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, but you, I don't know that you would say that you might, but I think that maybe you're not as high on that offensive line in terms of how they've been playing this year versus what, just a, an observer of the NFL might say. Right. So I think some people see the names and they think, oh, they're a great line. But that's what it is. That's a, yeah. yes. Yes. You see the names. And and actually, um, Ty, Tyron Smith has been really good this year, but they don't let him practice anymore. So he's been much better at the left tackle spot. And then the yep. but but Steele coming off an injury has been he's the guy that's getting beat. He's the one. That's getting beat. Guys are blowing up plays, and Dak is is get last Hutchinson last week was I believe coming off steel side and, uh-huh. and and getting to him, and yeah, I've been critical because of the run blocking. I don't know what's amiss there and where the focus is. I think the pass protection's been been okay, but yeah. when you're going up against elite defenses, then it has to it has to be better than okay. Yeah, yeah. Before we move off of this game, I do have a play in this game as well. And it's my boy, Sam Howell. I'm going over his yardage to 16 and a half. The logic here is they Washington needs to see what they have in him. And he's going to throw the ball a ton anyway. I think, I mean, Washington, they've got to be at least bottom five in terms of their percentage of running the football. Like they never run anyway. And in this game... Yeah, they'll probably have some weather concerns, but I just I feel like Howell's going to throw the ball. If he plays the whole game, he's going to throw the ball 40 times. And so I, I I think, yes, the Dallas defense is good. Their corners are good, of course, but I don't think that's going to prevent Howell from his volume. And I think that over 216.5 is quite reachable for him at minus 115 on DK. That's the play I'm going with here. Just, yeah, be careful there. They tried to bench him last week, right? But Yes. Pers- but Jacoby Brissett wasn't healthy enough. So yeah. do they play him a half? Do they know what they have there? I or... don't think they do. That, and that's kind of where my mind goes. Like, I think they need to know if he's their franchise or if he is not. And yeah. what better way to find out than playing Dallas at home? Sure. So that's my play. And I like Sam Hall. So there's also that. I'm 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 the guy who likes Sam Howell. I know another so guy. I know another guy who likes him. <laughs> we could talk about him later. Uh, we don't have a play on Buffalo Miami, but to close here, is, do you have any thoughts on this game? We, again, so this game is the night game. It's Buffalo minus two and a half at minus one twenty on DK right now with the total at forty eight. Neither one of us had a prop or a play in this. 
Do you have any thoughts? It's tough to call. If if Miami was healthier, I would take as a dog at home, I would take them in a heartbeat. But yeah. there's a lot of question marks um, for their their injuries, uh, both sides of the ball. And Buffalo is a wild card. I think everyone yes. is everyone wants to anoint them like the Rams of the East, but yeah. the Rams have played a lot better than Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo, everyone is uh, highlighting the Dallas win. Great win, dominated them. And then they went out to play the Chargers and they barely beat them. And last week, they played New England at home. Huge favorite. Now, I don't think New England's a layup, but barely, that was a sloppy game. They, they, yeah. they still have a tendency to turn the ball over. Big and, time. Well, they meaning Josh Allen. Right. Josh Allen has a tendency. He's a great quarterback. He just yes. has a, he has a tendency to take chances that I think stupid he thinks, ones. He thinks he can get the ball into a into a spot, or he runs it a little bit. He takes that extra tries to get that extra couple of yards, but it's mostly his throws. Right? He's going to yeah. fit it into a tight window, and I think he can easily clean that up. It's it's just it's more in the yeah up, upstairs, right? Mentally, he's he's just trying to trying to beat guys with with his arm strength. But I don't know. I I but I. That's why there's no. I don't have a play. I just yeah. think Buffalo's unpredictable, and sure, if they get in, and they they get in, they'll win the. If they win, they get in, they win the division. If they lose, they still they could still get in, or they could be out. So mm-hmm. that's how much of a wild card Buffalo is. Would I want them coming to my building week one of the playoffs? Absolutely not. No. Well, it's it's their their it's the ceiling floor thing, right? Their ceiling mm-hmm. is through the roof, but. They could the bottom could fall out with Buffalo as well. You know, look when you look at the Rams on the other side of things, you feel like their floor is pretty high. Their ceiling isn't as high as Buffalo's, no. but you feel like the Rams they're starting to get that identity now. Like now they've made Kyron Williams that number one guy in the backfield. That's changed a lot for that offense. Nakua hasn't gone away when Cooper Cup came back. They've they've got a lot going for them on both sides of the ball. And you feel like they're never going to be out of a game unless they turn the ball over. That's the only thing with the Rams. But they don't turn the ball nearly as over as much. It doesn't feel like at least as the Bills do. And I mean, the the <laughs> you feel like the Bills could get blown out or blow people out. There's there's not a there's not a ton in the middle. It doesn't feel like. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I don't have a play on this game either. Um, I think that the uncertainty around uh, Miami's health and availability of all their players and then Buffalo's just up and down nature it like scream stay away for me on this one but I'll be watching because I think it'll be fun either way absolutely yeah great. it should be a great game okay let's summarize our plays then so for Saturday in the Pittsburgh Baltimore game I have Isaiah likely at plus 380 anytime touchdown scorer and Craig has the under 35. And then Houston and Indy, I have Josh Downs 50 plus receiving yards. This is an alternate receiving total at plus 155. And Craig has Devin Singletary over 63 and a half rushing yards. That is in, that is for Saturday. Then in the Sunday, one o'clock games. Craig has the Patriots minus one and a half over the Jets. 
In Tampa, Carolina, Craig has Baker Mayfield over one and a half touchdowns. That's at plus 114. He also has Mike Evans over 61 and a half receiving yards. For Jacksonville, Tennessee, I have Tennessee plus three and a half at minus 108. For Minnesota and Detroit, I have Sam Laporta anytime touchdown at also at plus 155. For Atlanta and New Orleans, I have the Saints minus three. And Craig has the under 42 and a half at FanDuel. That's at minus 118. And then no one had to play for Cleveland and Cincinnati. So we move to the four o'clock games for the Bears and Packers. Craig has the over 45 in this game. That's at minus 110 on FanDuel. Then for the Eagles, Giants, I have Tyrod Taylor, anytime touchdown at plus 400. I also like the Giants plus five and a half. For Seattle, Arizona, we've got DK Metcalf in this game, over 69 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. For Dallas and Washington, Craig has Dak Prescott under 278 and a half uh, Passing yards, and I have Sam Howell over 216 and a half passing yards. For Denver and Vegas, Craig's riding with the Raiders at minus two and a half, minus 120 on FanDuel. No play in the Rams 49ers, no play in the Chiefs Chargers, no play in the Bills Dolphins. Craig, did I cover it all? I believe you did, sir. Everything is good. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of In the Red Zone. Enjoy the final weekend of the NFL season. Craig and I, I'm assuming, will be back for playoff season if Craig wants to come back. We will be back. Playoffs are exciting. You can do pools, still DFS, plenty of tutty times and, and bets to follow. Speaking of follow, please follow Craig at FredDinger23 over on X. I am at TotalSports underscore 247. We will be both, I think, pretty active over this weekend with NFL recommendations and reminders. This has been In the Red Zone, part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week.